It's time for everyone's favorite Calgary dating game. Two lies, one deal with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. We've got Jennifer on the phone with us. Jennifer, you are down to share some of your, like, personal dating stories here with us on the radio? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I have nothing to hide. Oh, I like that. Oh, I okay. like that. This is going to be fun. All right. So <laughs> as a reminder, you're about to share uh, three DMs with us. Two of these you did not receive. One of them you actually did. Yep. So let's hear those three lines. So the first DM was, I wish I was cross-eyed so I could see you twice. Is that how it works? It's interesting. I mean, when you blur your vision, yeah. like I can see two of you right now, Tyler. <laughs> can you not cross your eyes? I can't cross my yeah. eyes. Oh, okay. So Tyler doesn't know What are you doing to your face right yeah. now? I'm trying to cross my eyes. It's not Don't working. Don't do that. Don't. Oh, my goodness. Okay, what's the next one, Jennifer? <laughs> the next one is, there's something wrong with my phone. It doesn't have your number in it. Oh. <laughs> That's good. That's kind of good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the third one, Jennifer? The third one is, sorry about that last message. Okay, that one is a strange cliffhanger <laughs> that I would want no part of. That's almost like the you one pardon? where you get that random text where like, hi, I'm so-and-so from the UCP. Yeah. Why don't you reply with who you want to run for us? And I'm like, why are you texting me? I don't even know you. <laughs> See, but interesting point. Raylene says uh, she thinks it's number three, and it's probably a fake apology from a dude who sent a picture of their junk, and then he didn't get anything back. Uh, so then he was setting up the, uh, oh, sorry about that last message. My buddy sent it. Oh, I swear oh, it's not mine. Right? Uh, Joanna listens to Two Lies, One DM. Every Tuesday morning, you have a guest for us. Yes, I do. Um, I think it's number two. Because it's clever, and it's funny, I like it. I don't know. <laughs> so if you got this in your DMs, you'd be uh, intrigued to continue the conversation? Yeah. Oh, I like that. You know, it, interesting thing, I lost my number. Can I have yours? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, you will fall for anything. of people thinking it was the first one. I wish I was cross-eyed so I could see you twice. 37% of people thinking it was the second one about the uh, wrong phone or something wrong with my phone. And then 19% of people thinking it was the apology. Only one person knows the truth. We bring her back into the conversation. Our friend Jennifer, there are two lies and one DM. Tell us which one is real and tell us what happened after you got it. So you guys were right. It was number one. Was oh, the real okay. one. I wish I was cross-eyed yes. so I could see you twice. Which, like, yeah. weird but kind of nice, I guess. They <laughs> can't get it off of you with the way their eyes are right it's now. It's better than know. calling you cross-eyed. Yeah, like saying, yes. hey, you would be hot if you weren't so cross-eyed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so what, what happened after they messaged this to you? So... So he messaged me, and I was very confused because I was like, do you mean, like, seeing double? Like, what What? What are you trying to say? Um, so I was very witty, and I messaged back saying that I wish I was blind so I didn't have to see how out of his league I was. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I was pretty proud of that. I was pretty proud of that. And then I proceeded to block him. Oh, wow! Shots fired, yep. Jennifer! Do you have, like, a zero-tolerance policy in your DMs? Like, nobody sliding in, doesn't matter how cute or creative you're trying to get, like, blocking immediately? I mean, not immediately, but this guy just seemed kind (laughs) of dumb. 
And, like, he doesn't understand how vision works. So I was like, mm, it's a no for me, dog. Okay. Kind of hurts my feelings a bit because we kind of like the cross-eyed joke one. Like, a, hey, I want to see you twice. I know. I thought that was kind of good. Then, and then he just reached well, into his chest and ripped his heart it. out. Maybe he'll slide into your DMs. Yeah, it also makes me scared for if I was single and what I would, like, fall for or go for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also willing to bet, Jennifer, if this guy was hot enough, you would have let that slide. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, you're not entirely wrong. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, let's establish a standard of yeah. I will accept your cheesy pickup line if you look like, and then maybe just describe a, a, a celebrity or Brad something. Brad Pitt and bullet train. <laughs> <laughs> what is it for you, Jennifer? Um, I'm going to say, like, Old school Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. interesting. Okay. So, so if you're not Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. don't be clever and stay out of Jennifer's DMs. Yeah. yeah. Is that too much to ask? Listen to new episodes of Two Lies, One DM, Tuesdays at 820. Go down in the field. 98.5 Virgin Radio. Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy, feel like everybody's been in this situation before where all of a sudden your dad's there. Your dad has come to get you out of the situation you are in. We want to hear about that time dad showed up. Honey, let's go. Oh, yikes. You can uh, text into 985-985. Fuzzy, this is inspired by a man who traveled from Ontario to rescue his daughter from that house in Banff that had 42 beds inside it. It was basically a a hostel. Yeah, the thing with Banff is that it's hard to find places to live. And if you're a person who's uh, low income and you're just kind of like, hey, I'm just here for a few months, it's kind of a transient nature, you're going to be like, okay, I I truthfully just need a bed to stay in. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened. This one girl was staying there uh, and things weren't going going well. She was talking to her dad and talking about how bad things were going. Dad heard the conditions she was living in. I believe may have seen a picture and jumped on a plane <gasps> and flew out here and said, you are getting out of this house right now. Like showed up at the house and basically said, you're coming with me. Horrifying. The uh, the story, the <laughs> visuals from our friends at CTV News Calgary are ridiculous. David Alter says he saw that firsthand when he flew from Ontario to help move his daughter out of what he considered a disastrous living situation at the end of July. Just the, the lack of locks and, and security between rooms, for example. Um, I was concerned by the number of people that were living there. That was around the same time AHS told the owner of this Squirrel Street home she had to make immediate changes to what it considered dangerous living conditions. Even if this was a seven-bedroom house, oh. that would be six beds in a room. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, seeing some of the pictures, like, it's just, like, all these, like, little tiny bunk beds, yeah. and there's, like, those, like, screen dividers kind oh, of yeah. in the middle of the rooms, but there's, like, cans all over the place. There's one photo of a poor guy that's just sleeping on the couch. Yeah. I'm like, imagine you're, like, flopped on some couch, and, like, the news or, like, Alberta Health Services shows up to take pictures, yeah. and there you are, fraternity <laughs> captured in that moment. Ooh, Why are you scratching yourself? I'm just scratching island? myself because you know that place is infested with bed bugs, yeah. and there's probably, like, like things in the shower that give you, like, warts on your feet <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Like, what a what a hellhole. Don't get me wrong. I, I remember in university in Lethbridge living in places where we had people who just would randomly crash mm. on couches mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you'd have more people than, than were supposed to be on the lease there, but it was like... Never never to a point where it was 42 people, no. or more importantly, never to a point where somebody's dad showed up and said, <laughs> you're coming with me. You have to come home.
Uh, off the air, Danae has been <laughs> rattling off several stories to us oh my for gosh. the time where her dad showed oh up. Oh, boy. Hey, no. Buddies had to oh pick their kids up in a, in a fit more than my dad and his three children. I want to try something right now. It's called Choose Your Own Adventure with Danae's Life Experiences. Okay. okay. We'll give you three options. Okay. You vote on the story Ooh. you want to hear the Ooh. most from Danae about when her dad had to come and get her. Option one is? Option A is uh, when I called him and got busted with a fake ID. Okay. okay. Option two is when my brother's friends called him from the principal's house because he had alcohol poisoning. From the Duh. principal's house. Mm-hmm. Or option C is... When my dad had to pick me up from a camper full of boys. Ooh. A, B, just or C. A Text into 985985. <laughs> Let us know which one you want to hear. Uh, we promise, as always, with today's stories, it's going to be absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And she'll share coming up in six minutes. There's something to be said for alcohol poisoning at the, at the principal's house. Yep. A lot of intrigue there. The man child, sasky girl, and the girl dad of two dogs. One who actually likes him. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. 98.5 Virgin Radio. Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. We want to know about a time where your dad came and got you out of a situation. Yeah. Where all of a sudden it's like... Grab your stuff. We're leaving right now, and you are coming home with me. This is inspired by the dad who came all the way from Ontario to get his daughter out of the house in Banff that had 42 beds in it. Oh, and, like, I think of that dad flying out here from Ontario. First of all, finding out in, like, a phone call or a FaceTime with yeah. his daughter what kind of conditions she was living in, and he was, like, so worried. But he then, drove like, directly but then, like, to the airport. Yes, like, angry worried, though, which yeah. is the worst. And, like, I just, I think of my dad immediately when I hear this story. Nobody has had to pick their kids up angry worried more than I feel like my dad has with the three of us. Well, it's such a thing that your dad was that guy who had to go rescue his babies from bad situations. Yeah. That we had to do a choose your own adventure because Danae, you have too many stories. <laughs> so as a reminder, we had three options. Yes. Option A was? Option A was uh, the time that I had to call my dad to pick me up because I got busted using a fake ID, but he helped me make the fake ID so he can be angry. <laughs> okay. Or there was the time when I was 15 and I was, quote, going for a shower while we were camping, but four hours later, my dad found me in a camper full of boys because I just wanted to pop by and say hi. Four hours. What? Like, yeah, it's, everything is fine, Dad. That was horrifying. But the one that got the most votes wasn't a story about myself. It was a story about my younger Brian, brother, Ryan, who uh, got alcohol poisoning at the principal's house. How? <laughs> we were in high school. And it's funny because I was actually up to my own shady business that night. And I very easily could have got busted sneaking up to Loon Lake, Saskatchewan from Saskatoon. Three-hour drive to see my boyfriend. What? But my parents were too busy dealing with Ryan. So he, uh, Ryan decided, I think he was probably like 16 years old, that it'd be a good idea to chug a whole Mickey of rye. No, that's not a good idea. As fast as he could. Why? No. Uh, next thing you know, they all like went to Ian Rowley's house. His dad was the principal of the school and Ryan gets like, not only like throwing up, but he like starts like writhing around well, on the ground. Because he had legitimate alcohol poisoning. He had legit poisoning. alcohol poisoning. So... Lucas Holt and Mike Thompson have to call my dad. And, like, my dad was, like, always the guy that, like, was around, drove everybody to hockey practice, all of that thing. So, uh-huh. like, they knew less really bad, but they also knew, like, all right, we're in for a scene, right? So, sure enough, they call, and they're like, hey, um, yeah, hey, Les, uh, Ryan's, like, really sick. Wait, I'll be like that. 
So then Les, like, flies into the house and sees, like, Ryan, like, super sick. Of course, the principal's like, I'm so sorry. They didn't do this here. They came back here after this happened. Like, I don't know what's going on. So I guess my dad was like, Lucas, Mike, you're coming with me. He Uh-oh. made two boys come with him. Yeah. He picked Ryan up, apparently, like, bodyguard fire, like bodyguard style. was, like, running out of the house, like, my boy! My boy! <laughs> <laughs> For my brother's friends! So the whole drive to the hospital, I was like, Lucas, Mike, what did he take? What did he take? What did he take? They're like, uh, less, less, sir. I swear, I swear, it's just, it was just alcohol. It was just rice. So, anyways, they get to the hospital and like the doctors start asking questions. Lucas and Mike swear up and down that it was just alcohol. So the the uh, doctors are like, my dad's like, hey, what, what are we gonna do here? Are we gonna pump his stomach? They're like we could pump his stomach, but we suggest, I think. Let's give him a catheter a to kind catheter. of start flushing things out. My dad's like, really? A catheter? Is that necessary? And the doctor legit was like, well, do you want him to never do this again? Because uh, this is a really good way uh, to never have him want to do this again. <laughs> so catheter it was. Jeez. And like he only did it a couple times after that. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, and to this day, we're friends with Mike Thompson and Lucas Holt, and they always, anytime we're together, bring up, my boy! My boy! <laughs> He's carrying him over the threshold. Yeah. Throwing his lifeless body into the truck. Huh. Priceless. Drink responsibly, though, also. And now we've got a uh, special guest joining the show. It is the other Ms. Meyer, your yes. sister Jillian. Oh, yeah, sister Jill, you've uh, got a good story about when dad had to come and pick you up. Yeah, so when I was in high school, there was a pit party uh, happening, which is essentially like a party out in the woods outside the city. And I knew I wouldn't be allowed there, so I came up with an elaborate lie that I was having a sleepover over at Sarah White's house, and they just believed that. And they're like, all right. So I went out there, and this is before everyone had a cell phone. Like, only select few kids had cell phones. So I'm out there just having the time of my life, you know, pretty pretty intoxicated and one of my brother's friends comes up to me and he goes he gelled the phones for you i was like what it's your dad oh "Oh." and i I answer like hello hey jilly hey you having fun out there (laughs) uh uh you stay right where you are i'll Uh be right there to get you (laughs) and it was the scariest phone call and i was like okay so um, everybody kind of got wind of this so we, everybody comes out to the gravel road, and we just see my dad pull up, and he gets out of the car. And I just made my way out. He was, bring Chrissy, too. Oh, <laughs> no. So I was like, okay. So everybody's watching, and I get dragged out, basically. Chrissy has to come along. We go both get put in the back, and everyone just watched us get taken away by my dad. And I, we got in so much, well, I got in so much trouble, but Chrissy did, too. <laughs> Jill, how did he know where you were? Um, so Chrissy's mom did the digging. My parents were just like sound asleep, thought I was having a sleepover. They're having a nice wholesome sleepover at Sarah White's house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, not cozy in bed at Sarah White's house. So Chrissy's mom called my parents and was like, I don't think Jill's where you think she is. And Uh that's when I started investigating. And yeah, yeah, I got caught and it was humiliating. But I would do the same thing now. (laughs) (laughs) When you showed up at the school on the Monday morning, what was everybody saying? Oh, just like, so, how'd that go? Yeah. (laughs) How long are you grounded for? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, how long are you in in house prison for, Jill? How long are you locked down for? Wow. Yeah. 
And when I was finally allowed out after that, I was forced to take my mom's Nokia cell phone with me so they could call me at any time. <laughs> Her great big brick phone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Wow, that's a time capsule. Sharing stories about a time where your dad had to come and get you. We are joined by our friend Robin. Robin and her friend uh, snuck away to uh, America and were uh, hitchhiking. How do you sneak away to America? Oh you just uh, you just bail on home and then you just decide to, to cross the border. You go to the United States and there you are, just two teenage girls. You're, you're hitchhiking. And, and then when the cops pull you over for hitchhiking, which is illegal in the state of Utah, they they uh, grab your ID and go, what the heck is this ID? i never seen one of these IDs before. Alberta, what the heck is that anyways? What? What's this picture of a dinosaur on your ID for? Yeah. We have dinosaurs on our IDs? Oh, yeah, yeah bro. Do. Check out your ID. It's got a dinosaur and it's really, what? really cool. Uh, so, Robin, take us on a journey of how your dad had to save you from this international incident. Now, the state troopers down there were not very friendly in the first place, but then they decided to get really up in my 16-year-old face, who thought I was, you know, better than that. And so I, I kind of lift them off and things like that, and I told them to deport my butt home to Canada. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, put so, me on a plane, send me home. Yeah, Knock yourself yeah. out. I said, one way or another, I'm getting home. You can either deport me or I'm still hitchhiking down to the interstate getting back to freaking Montana to cross to Calgary. And uh, they didn't like that. And when they started getting <laughs> even more uppity, I decided to, you know, sing them inappropriate songs about cops to them. <clears throat> so, needless to say, <clears throat> they um, handcuffed me and detained me and called my father. Oh. And what is it like to know your dad got a phone call that his daughter was in handcuffs and in jail <laughs> in another country? In another country. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad says, "Is she being charged?" No. Uh, okay. And why is she still in handcuffs? Well, we did it for her safety. She didn't do anything illegal, did she? Well, she stated she was going to hitchhike on the interstate, which is illegal. It's like, well, was she? No. Well, then uncuff her. <laughs> the starters and tell me where she is and get her to the airport part of my language. <laughs> and I will meet you guys at the airport at the international airport so they, my dad actually sent me and my friend a plane ticket back from Utah home wow. and then when we got there <laughs> I guess they were trying to make a statement for whatever because they had me in shackles and handcuffs on the airplane with an air marshal. Oh, wow, with an air marshal? Yeah. So I fully, like, escort all the silver bracelets and everything. And my dad looks at him and says, that is illegal. Detain. Take that off my daughter now (laughs) when he saw me in custom. And uh, I just looked at him and I said, Dad, I'm sorry. We went to the funeral we weren't supposed to. He goes, don't even worry about it, honey. Let's get you home. He never reprimanded me. He didn't even know the friend that I went with, but he made sure that she got home here in Calgary and uh, got me home, and he let me sleep for 14 hours because of the trauma. Holy cow! Yeah, and then then I woke up to a nice home-done breakfast. (laughs) 
Wow. Okay, your dad is the best. Yeah, sometimes dads can be, like, so scary. You don't want to make them angry, but you're glad that they're there for you and they're in your corner. Yeah, that was my dad. Oh, my goodness. That's such a crazy story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. No worries. Enjoy your day. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Where you are the star of the show. Yep, surprise. You're being interviewed at 7 in the morning. Wake up. 98.5 Virgin Radio. It's Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Because we know only good people listen to this radio station, and especially this show, mm-hmm. we're looking for you to help us help new Calgarians with advice Things new Calgarians need to know. Well, because it's that time of year where we've got so many different new students and just people who are generally new to the city, whether it's going to Mount Royal or SAIT or U of C, or maybe you just you just graduated high school and you decided, you know what, I'm going to move to Calgary from Brooks or wherever it is. So we want to help you out and, you know, make things easier for you because there's a, there's a lot of things sometimes when you move to a new city where you're like, Okay, where do I look for this? What do I need to avoid? Things like that. And we want to take care of that for you. Danica uh, kicks off this conversation with a really, really good piece of advice about transit. Learn the transit system. Oh. Because my first day of high school, I got on the 72 circle route to go to school with my friends. Oh, no, but you needed the 73 circle route. Yeah, and then I lost my friends at the end of the day, and so I got back on the 72 and, like, three hours later, I still wasn't all the way around yet. Oh, the longest bus route in Calgary. Yeah, yeah. So, thankfully, I figured out to get off on the C train and take the C train. But learn the bus, the transit system. Today, isn't it also a thing that, like, like, I'm a born and raised Calgarian, and I grew up in the Northeast, but the first time I moved to the Northwest, I had no idea where anything was. I was like, where am I? What's going on? It's like being in an entirely different yeah. city. Yeah, yeah, you could move within the city, and you could need this kind of advice because it's such a huge city, and it is like a couple little cities clumped together. Uh, I want to shout out a brand new Calgarian that I actually met on Sunday morning at the Bonus uh, Waiting Pool. We were hanging out there, and I got chatting with a couple. Wendy and Andre just moved here from Edmonton uh, for work, and uh, of course, I still have to be like, well, welcome to the better city. One of the things that I kind of ta- taught them about was Chinooks. They've never really experienced that. And she's like, is it true that, like, Calgary weathers aren't quite as bad as Edmonton? I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's the biggest truth that there is out mm-hmm. there. Like, there's always, I said, there's always an end in sight to the cold snap in Calgary. Like, yes, we get that minus 30, feeling like minus 50 with the wind chill. But there's always that, like, uh, no, by Sunday it'll be plus one. Yeah, yeah. But, but two, or those, like, 40-degree temperature swings where it goes from minus 20 to plus 20. Yeah. I also said there's also a thing called the Chinook Arch that you'll kind of start to see and that's when you know it's going to start warming up that big shelf of cloud like that might also be when you want to pop the Tylenol because <laughs> Chinook headaches are a thing that a lot right. of people I was like if you if there's a weird temperature swing and you get a headache that's what it is and she's like oh my gosh I've never heard of that oh my am I going to get Chinook headaches I'm like no you're probably going to be I like, think I scared her a little bit <laughs> but good to know right that you're not just all of a sudden getting random headaches it's the barometric pressure uh, other advice for new Calgarians comes to us from a student perspective from Taylor. Um, I guess I would just say to leave yourself extra time to drive places and to park because sometimes there can be unexpected busyness. Right, yeah, it's a good call. Like, don't always trust, like, what Google Maps is telling you, right? Especially the parking thing. You never really think about that when, like, trying to get to a place on time. Yeah. Siri don't know nothing about trying to park in Calgary. (laughs) Yeah, when I used to drive to Mount Royal, I definitely didn't always account for, like, 
traffic delays or parking, and then I would sometimes just call her a day and not go to class. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was too late. I'll miss yeah. half of it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Calgary. The traffic and parking is so bad, sometimes you'll just say, the hell with it, and go home. <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> what about this? An interesting point made by our friend Jesse on Facebook. She says, when people ask you where you live, they aren't actually interested. They're profiling you to figure out what your income is and what your lifestyle is. Duh. Oh, my So, goodness. so incredibly true. Oh, you live in Martaloop? Okay. All right. <laughs> you fancy. Oh, you live in Pine Ridge? Oh, okay. Huh. I've never thought of that before. Bro, are you kidding me? No, I grew up honestly. in Northeast County. People yeah. are like, hey, oh, did you yeah. have to carry a gun as a kid? I was like, <laughs> really? well, you didn't have to, <laughs> no. but like, no. I, I know like, people who did. did. I, I, yeah, that was yeah. their their personal illegal choice. But absolutely. Absolutely, man. Calgary is very much like that. I remember going to high school parties, yeah. and they'd be like, yo, check out those girls over there from the Hamptons. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, what school do you guys go to? We think you're really cool and like obviously like so yeah. handsome and charismatic yeah. and we're totally oh, gonna guys, hook up. You guys go to Pearson? And they you'd say you go to Pearson and yeah. they, they they would honestly like run away from you. Oh yeah. my goodness. Like you just got really? sprayed by a skunk. Yeah. Yes, wow. completely. Oh yeah. Calgary like is a I'm very, learning. very judgy place. Absolutely. Fuzz, we talked about the grid system. Yeah. It's almost like a bullseye. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> Some people might say Northeast Calgary it is. Oh <laughs> man. We go now live. From Weaselhead Flats near the Glenmore <laughs> Reservoir, a very famous friend of the show. Yeah, our good friend, Surferman. Okay, obviously the Bow River, because, you know, Surferman, that's all about the, all about the Bow River. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, obviously, Glenmore Park, it's, a, it's a, a wonderful walk if you walk it or bike it. Uh, Fish Creek Park, of course, is, is wonderful if you like to walk. Uh, I'm not so much a foodie. So I'm not going to give advice about restaurants. I'm like Tyler. I like, you know, chicken nuggets. Good to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's like a, a hundred thousand amazing parks in the city. And the people in the past are generally pretty decent. And if you like photography, where I'm at right now in the weasel head, absolutely beautiful. So This is a good, uh, well-rounded perspective to bring to the conversation about advice for new, new Calgarians, because it's like what to do outside. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. You're almost like a, an unofficial tour guide for the city. I could be. You know, I do it to like friends all the time. They have friends that are like, that they live here, they're born here, but they don't go anywhere. <laughs> so they, they know their they know their quadrant and that's it. So advice so. for new Calgarians, if you are listening, uh, we are again talking to our friend Surferman. If you see him surfing the Bow River in February, he is okay. <laughs> he does this all the time. <laughs> I promise. Uh, I guarantee a good wetsuit makes all the difference. Do not go in a pair of shorts in February. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> As you can hear me now, I'm skating away. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Thanks so it's much, It's a long Fred. walk. <laughs> so you all three have a wonderful day. You know, enjoy the city. It's warm out. <laughs> Bye. He did mention something there about quadrants, which I think is very important for oh, you Calgarians yes. to know, and that is that Calgary is split up in the quadrants, which means each quadrant is, is just slightly different. I mean, it's northeast, north, uh, northwest, southeast, southwest. But you need to know that 6th Avenue and 6th Street Southeast is very different to 6th oh. Avenue and 6th Street Southeast. Oh, my gosh. And then it's also different from 6th Avenue and 6th Street Northeast. So confusing. Which is also different to 6th Avenue and 6th Street 
Southwest or oh. Northwest. Oh my gosh, I was I was so confused by this when I first moved to the city uh, a few years ago. Like absolutely blew my mind because I came from Edmonton, which is like also a grid system, but there's no quadrants, mm-hmm. right? It goes like from like zero street to like 287th street, and that's it. There's no repeats of the numbers. So when I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? There's there's two sixth and six. There's four sixth and six. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Sometimes like it's really necessary to put like the postal code. into your maps (laughs) if you're searching for something Mm -hmm. just to make sure you're not at the wrong place. Uh Uh, A couple of other like road-related things. How about Melanie Rowe says there are two Sarsi trails. They do not connect. Right. That's also a thing where you'd love to take Center Street all the way from the north end of the city to the south end, but there's this thing called the Calgary Tower that gets in the way. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's it's literally right there. You're like, oh, I can't. I, I can't. Oh, Siri, yeah. did it again. Totally. Barlow Trail also falls under that category, too, where the two aren't connected. It's a, it's a very so weird thing. I, I, somebody made the road stupid. It's not it's not our <laughs> fault. But we're just trying to help you navigate them better as a new Calgarian. If you've got uh, other advice to help new friends of the city get around easier, have more fun, text 985-985. Uh, one of the things that uh, came into our universe this morning is our buddy uh, Joe C., who stumbled across Calgary's ominous nude beach. I've lived here for quite a while, and I just found out just over the weekend. Oh, how, how did you find this out over the weekend? Because I like the giggle in your voice. <laughs> um, well, I was looking for parks to go walk my dog, and I know Weasel Head. <laughs> I've been uh, going there when I was younger, cliff jumping. But I looked it up on Google and Maps, and it said clothing optional. So I clicked on it. Went to the website. It says Nude Beach Weasel Head. Oh it's pretty goodness. interesting because it's a two-kilometer walk from the North Glenmore Park where uh, the Weasel Head Flats is. And so I've been interested in wanting to go there. So I might actually check it out this weekend. It's one of the most fun things about Calgary. Uh, I think for me, it was a couple of years ago learning mm-hmm. there's a nude beach. Mm-hmm. But every day there is somebody who learns oh, there's yeah. an actual nude beach in Calgary. Yeah. And there's so much like intrigue of like, <laughs> so like, it's like a beach, but like there's Naked no people. bathing suits. Interesting. In the city. It's so, it's so interesting. These are things you learn about Calgary, whether you've been here a long time or for 15 minutes. I feel like I need to give a little bit of a life hack because something t- sometimes shopping in the city is a little hard because places are so busy and lineups are so long and including in those places are places like Walmart and Costco and going to the mall or anything like that. Huge life hack, if you go, and once September starts, anywhere between September and the end of June, if you go from like between 245 and 345, Virtually no lineups oh, anywhere. That's the sweet spot because for that's quiet when, shopping. That's when all the minivan moms are off picking up oh, their kids from school for the most part. So lineups virtually non-existent for that hour window. Okay, I like that. That's a, that's a good life hack to know about Fuzzy. Also, you need to say the thing about what you need to call one of the biggest malls in the city. Ah, Chinook Center. Yes, not Chinook Mall. You can call. You can also call Chinook. Yes, but Chinook Mall is no. Is wrong. No. Yes. Just Makes me angry every time I hear <laughs> it, it. Fires you right up. When it comes to um, pronunciations for places around Calgary, there are some that almost incite riots yes. because some people take their Prince's Island mm. very 
serious. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. When I first moved here, I thought it was Princess Island Park. No, Princess. Because th- all I'd done is he heard it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, have you been to Princess Princess Island Park? I was like, I haven't been. What, what princess is it named after? Like, <laughs> no, it's Princess. I was it's, like, oh. Yeah. named after Elsa? Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that was like a big one that I got kind of like snapped on. And I remember uh, one of the very first things before I hopped on the air uh, here at Virgin Radio was, hey, if you have to say anything in traffic, it's John Laurie. Oh. Yeah. Not Laurier. Yeah. And I totally want to said Laurier. Yeah. Both my wife, Kelly, and her mom, born and raised in Calgary, they call it John Laurier. Yeah. Oh, really? And it drives me freaking nuts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who John Laurie is, but he did something to get his own road. Yeah. yeah. Let's put some that? respect on his name and don't throw in an EA at the end of it. It's John Laurie. Lori, almost like a couple named John and Lori. Let's not forget about one of the most uh, famous bridges on the Deerfoot, the Calf Robe Bridge. Ah, yes. Not Calf Rope, Calf Robe. So, so important. And that one's tough because, like, calf roping is a thing in Calgary with, like, the stampede. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So that one also difficult. But uh, just a little bit of advice for new Calgarians from your friends Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Real. Fun and all about Calgary. 98.5 Virgin Radio.